1: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
2: Horrific events happening around us for us, not, for people not to be speaking to each other, to be mad at each other, to be gossiping about each other, to be slandering one another. Listen. For husbands to be at wives and wives at husbands and children against parents and parents against children and mother-in-laws becoming outlaws and all of these things. You can't go to a family reunion because you're mad about something. You can't eat together at Thanksgiving and, and, and bite the turkey because you're mad. You can't, you can't settle around the Christmas tree because you're mad. Do not let death catch you in a, a strange relationship. And then you hollering and screaming all of the casket, get off that casket. You didn't do right while they were living. Get up and get off of it. Get off. Listen, it's not going to help hurt you to go and make up. You say, but I didn't do it. That's not the issue. God is calling you to be the spiritual one. That's right. You're supposed to be growing. You in the church. You say, but they're in the church too. Maybe you're more mature than them. Well, I can't. Well, maybe you're less mature than them. Huh? How on this side of heaven can you be mad at your brothers and sisters, your siblings, and all these folks? Listen, lay down your weapons. Seal your tongue because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Y'all killing your family. Y'all just killing your family. And how is hurting somebody else going to help you? How is it going to help you? Give me three things of benefits to you when you try to hurt somebody or harbor that grudge because you are justified in how you believe and what you think. Get over yourself. Oh, God, help me preach this message. The fire might be coming tomorrow at your house and you mad what, what somebody got grandmama, mama stuff and your stuff is about to be wiped out. All of your grandparents, mama, and mama's heirlooms, all of that, your, every picture going to be gone and you still mad about some watch you should have gotten <laughs> or some fork or some silverware or s- some jewelry. And you're about to lose everything you got and don't know it. If If you could only see what's coming to you, you would set your house in order. Number 12, we must all live in a state of readiness to make our departure at any moment. Listen, it is not how we die. Those that were taken away in the tornadoes, be it fire, be it flood, be it drought, it's not how we die, it's being ready to die. Being ready to die. Whether we die as a result of an accident, whether we die as a result of a disease, a fire, a flood, a murder, a war, a tornado, or if we just lay down and die. My friends, the question is, are you ready Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die. Listen, you're going to die as sure as you're born. How many of y'all was born? (laughs) Yeah, 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 you you were born. And as sure as you're born, you're going to die. And sure, like Job said, as sure as the fly, the, the 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 sparks fly up, you're gonna have trouble. You're gonna have trouble while you live, and then you're gonna die. Hebrews 9:27 says, And as is appointed for men to die once. I'm tired of all these folk talking about they died two and three times and they went to heaven, they went here and went there and came back to talk about it. No, they didn't die. This is when you really die, you don't come back. When you die, you dead. That's right. That's right. Oh, I died and went to heaven. No, you didn't go. No, 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 no. How you gonna go to No, you didn't go to heaven. The Bible, my Bible tells me flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom of God. How you going? You might have dreamed something or you might have had too many pork chops, but you didn't. Well, I died and came back. <laughs> oh, God, help me preach this message. I'm trying to help y'all today. James 4. 4.14 says, Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? Hmm? Even with your degree, your prestige, your power, nice home, smooth ride, little money in the bank, couple of stocks and bonds, investments, nice cologne smelling sweets. What is your life? What is your life? It is even a vapor. Say vapor. Vapor. That appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Your life is likened to vapor. And that's a very, very short span of time for you not to get right with the Lord right now. Number 13. The same God who overcame sin, death, sin, devil, death, and grave will help us to overcome. It it says there in the text, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Do you realize with the help of God you you can overcome anything that intrudes in your life? The same God who overcame sin, devil, death, grave will help you to overcome John 16:33 says be of good cheer cheer up I have overcome the world and the God who's overcome the world is able to help you overcome any and everything that you're going through uh, 1 Corinthians 15:57 says but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ victory comes through Jesus Christ God didn't tell you it would be easy God didn't promise you easy street but he says I will be with you, I will help you, and I will, when, when at the end of the day, you get the victory. Number 14, we must not allow anything, we must not allow anything that intrudes into our lives, for better or for worse, to separate us from the love of God. Sometimes we can become so blessed that we allow our material possessions, our career, our relationships, and pleasure in retirement to separate us from God. You realize you could be walking with the Lord and all of a sudden you can get so blessed until you stop walking with the Lord. Huh? You know, you can, and you know, that, that's, is it, is it, are you so blessed that God has to give you a blessed subtraction? Sometimes you can get so blessed until you, your blessings separate you from God and God has to throw you a curve and he has to wipe out some things to, 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 to get your attention back on the one that it should have been on in the first place. Can you stand to be blessed? You so blessed now, you got to think about whether you go come to church. You're so blessed now that you can manicure your dog nails and give your dog steak. You're so blessed now, the economy is down, but those spars are up. You can go to hell being muscular, you can go to hell lean and mean. Then there's another side to that. Or we can allow betrayal, injustice, tragedy, disease, pain, setbacks to separate you from God. How many of you have been betrayed before? You know what that feels like? How many of you have had some injustices in your life? How many of you have been through some tragedies? How many of you have had diseases? You've had sickness in your body, perhaps even now. What about Pain. You had setbacks. Did it allow, did those things separate you from God or did they give you a holy boldness in Christ? Job 13, 15, a says, though he slayed me, yet I will trust him. Romans chapter eight, verse 35, and then verses 37 through 39. I love that passage of scripture. It says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Just tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or power, or sword. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus
1: to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues.
2: No amount of just injustice should cause you to stop coming to church. Somebody hurt your feelings, I'm staying home. I don't go to church because there's too many hypocrites there. But well, why don't you come and be the solution since you're not the hypocrites? You've identified the problem that come. to be a part of the solution. As a matter of fact, the church is a spiritual hospital. Just some folk are slow healers. They heal slowly. Spiritual hospital. Church is not for everybody who's right. Huh? Folk, folk that's not sick don't need a physician. Jesus came for sick folk. Down and outers. Those of AIDS, Prostitutes. Gamblers. Gaze. Folk, you stick your nose up on with your sanctimonious yourself. You're so high and holy you can't witness to the down and outers. And you become a stench in the nostrils of God and don't even know it. Call it names when you got a name yourself. Oh, God help me preach this message. This is not a popular message. And I'm not trying to tickle your fuzzy. God is telling his people that we must not let nothing separate us from the love of God. All these things that are happening around us ought to not cause us to run from God, but to run to God. To be more serious, to cry out for the mercy of God. Number 15, get excited about the Savior. Seek his kingdom agenda and give him your best now. That's how you respond to all things that's happening around us. We get excited about the Savior. Come to the come to the I shall not, I shall not be. I have decided to follow. Shut up. Where is the joy? Joy. Let earth receive her king. I don't have to wait till Christmas Comes, I can get happy about the birth of Christ right now. Why don't you shake somebody's hand and tell them Merry Christmas? Oh, we ought to get excited about the Savior, seek his kingdom agenda, and give him your best now because it says in Matthew 28, 5 through 8, the angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen from, risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead look at verse 8 so the women heard away from the tomb afraid filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples all because of this passage hallelujah that means you're going to be here 10 30 this coming Saturday because you're going to be ready and ready to go tell folk about Jesus you're going to be willing and, and ready to say Jesus is written Jesus is risen get right with God I'm happy because I've got Jesus I know you all this crowd going to be here Saturday because you can't wait to tell folk by Jesus. You're gonna catch the spirit of these women who heard away from the tomb afraid, filled with joy, and ran to tell the disciples. You're gonna run and tell them, the, the church folk and everybody, hey, let's get out of let's get out of the church, let's get out of the holy huddle, and let's go into communities, invade the communities. Everybody the cults are out there, but the real truth needs to be there to tell people about the risen Savior. That's still the message today. He has risen. The message has not changed. This is not a time for apathy and mediocrity, laziness and wrong priorities. This is not a time for foolishness and procrastination. It's high time that we raise our level of commitment and get serious as well as excited about the Savior. God is tired of slow down saints. He's tired of saints that's coasting on him in the twilight of your life. You know, it's a downright shame. The closer you get to death, the less you do. The less you do. I mean, people ought to look at your life, the older you get, and get exhausted from all the things you do at your age. And they ought to be curious enough to ask, how do you do what you do at your age now? You, You are an inspiration to me. When I get your age, I want what you have. Been in church two months and you get burnt out. That's right. When we come to sin, it's everlasting. Number 16, last point. Repent and come to Jesus now. That's the message from this preacher. Repent and come to Jesus now in light of all the crisis around us. With the uncertainties of life and a nation reeling from the catastrophic events, it is through these things that God has a way of getting our attention to repent and return to him. What is happening in our nation is not a series of accidents. You know those, those tornadoes are hitting states. Floods coming down through what states? Fires are coming over into states. No, oh that's an accident. It's not an accident. Oh that's happenstance. That's not happenstance. Oh that's a coincidence. Shut up. It is critical that we make a connection because even though people and even Christians in the church don't want to hear it, God uses events like these to judge our nation. And I'm not taking it back. Get mad if you want to. I preach till you get glad. God uses events like these to judge this nation who has drifted so far from God, and when we speak the word judgment, you, you get all upset, and you're going, people are going to hell in a handbasket, and even from the church. Some folks think they're saved, and you're not even saved. Behold the wickedness of killing unborn babies for convenience of stem cell research. Behold the redefining of the sacred institution of marriage Behold the ousting of prayer in public places and events like they tried to do just the other day in that graduation. Behold the swindlers in high places who take employees' life savings only to see them have to work during their retirement years. Behold the idolatry, the astrology, the wicker, the witchcraft, the warlocks, the sorcery, and Harry Potter worshipers. You got it in your house, you need to burn it up, get it out. Yes, Behold the greed, the proliferation of gambling and lottery, and Christians going to Vegas and Atlantic City and four way places, or even down to Louisiana Ship. You go, you travel a sin. Behold the drug abuse, the gang violence, the sexual immorality, the rise of pornography, all in those gadgets worshiping the God of technology. Some of you have brought your your gadgets and didn't bring your Bible. That's right. You you can't cut off your technology, but you cut off prayer. What's wrong with you? You spiritually sick. This is no time for preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ to be wimps are to be silenced by the spirit of political correctness. We must be a prophetic voice to our nation and sound the alarm calling people living in sin to repent. If the truth be told, the sermons of many of today's preacher preachers are too soft. The messages by preachers preaching today not only are too soft, they're too nice and too fuzzy-wuzzy. They're they're being pampered. You're pampering the folk when the folk need a good whipping. The sermons are too coddling. They're weak, too watered down, too sweet, too much sugar in it. Needs to be stirred up with some castor oil to flush you out. Where? What's the message of judgment? I'm tired of preachers who don't want to preach the truth, uncompromising truth of the word. Zephaniah chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. There's a sobering prophetic word from a prophet who, were not, who was not ashamed to speak the truth in perilous times. Zephaniah 3, 1 through 7 says, whoa! When is the last time you heard a preacher say whoa? <laughs> Jesus said it. When was the last time we heard a preacher say, Woe unto you sinners. Woe to her who is rebellious and polluted to the oppressing city. She has not obeyed his voice. She has not received correction like America today. Don't want to be corrected. She has not trusted in the Lord, just like America. She has not drawn near to God, just like America. Her princes in her midst are roaring lions. That's that's the leadership in our country. Her judges are evening wolves. That's judges legislating from the bench in a political correct way. Legislating sin that leave not a bone still mourning. Her prophets are insolent. Look at that about the preachers. Treacherous people. Her priest, look how he's getting all in their chests. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary. They have done violence to the law of God. That's being too softy. The Lord is righteous in her midst. He will do no unrighteousness. Every morning he brings his justice to light. He never fails, but the unjust knows no shame. I have cut off nations, says God. Their fortresses are devastated. I have made their streets desolate like he's doing today. These tornadoes are making streets desolate. Nothing left with none passing by. Their cities are destroyed like we see right now with fires and floods and tornadoes. Our cities in this nation is being destroyed while you go and... Sit down at a movie. Huh. There is no one. No inhabitant. I said surely. You will fear me. You will receive instructions. So that her dwelling. Will not be cut off. Despite everything for which I punish her. But they. Look what they did. In response to what this preacher said. This prophetic voice said. Look at the response. But they rose early and corrupted all their deeds. In other words, I don't care what the prophets say. I'm going to keep on doing my thing. And God's going to keep on burning America. He's going to keep on flooding America. And he's going to keep on causing tornadoes to spiral all over this land until you come and cry Malachi chapter 3, verse 7 says, You have gone away from my ordinances, that's his word, and have not kept them. Return you, says the Lord of hosts. In closing, what will we as a nation, or even we as individuals, be facing next? If we don't get, get the message of all we have experienced, My question I pose to you in conclusion is what's coming to America next? And let's just make it downright personal. What's coming to your own house next because of your being stiff-necked? Oh, here's a closing scripture. It's one we need to keep in mind. Luke 13, 5 says, I tell you no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And all God's children said, Let's pray.
1: or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.